Hi there, this is Peter Bergman, and you've got Oz in your ears for Friday the 13th of January 2012 as we march on in this year of electile dysfunction. What's happening out there in the streets? What's the mood? Class warfare, according to a Pew Research survey, yeah, although Occupy Wall Street, they say, has receded from the headlines, majority of Americans said in a new poll that they see major class conflict between the rich and the poor. Remember just last summer, there was no talk about income inequality and class warfare. The question was, how are we going to slash all of those entitlements so that we can keep the debt from blossoming? And all of a sudden, Occupy Wall Street goes out into Zuccotti Park, etc. And people look around and say, you know, there's a vast disparity between the rich and the poor. Look what's happening to the middle class. They're being disappeared. Two-thirds of Americans said they think there are very strong or strong class conflicts in society. This according to this research center, Pew Research Center poll. That marks a 19% increase from 2009 when just 47% called it a main issue. Good Lord, two-thirds of Americans think that there's a, there's a war going on out there, a class war? Wow. The clash between rich and poor now ranks as American society's greatest social conflict, pollsters found followed by 62% who said there are very strong or strong conflicts between immigrants and native-born Americans, and 38% who said these conflicts exist between blacks and whites. So two-thirds say rich and poor, followed quickly by 62% who talk about immigrants and native Americans at each other's throats, and 38%, again, a large percentage, who talk about conflicts between blacks and whites. And the intensity of the clash between rich and poor has grown more extreme with 30% saying there are very strong conflicts in this poll compared with 15% who said the same in 2009. So, there's real talk about the inequality of the rich and the poor. This is a major issue. What does the Republican frontrunner have to say? Let me, though, ask you about the choice of words last night. When you said that we already have a leader who divides us with the bitter politics of envy, I'm curious about the word envy. Do you suggest that anyone who questions the policies and practices of Wall Street and financial institutions, anyone who has questions about the distribution of wealth and power in this country, is envious? Is it about jealousy or is it about fairness? Uh, you know, I, I think it's about envy. I think it's about class warfare. I think when you have a president encouraging the idea of dividing America based on 99% versus 1%, uh, and those people who have been most successful will be in the 1%, uh, you've, you've opened up a whole new wave of approach to this country, which is uh, entirely uh, inconsistent with the concept of one nation under God. Yeah, but, uh, and the American people, I believe, in the final analysis will, will reject it. Are there no fair questions about the distribution of wealth without it being seen as envy, though? Uh, you know, I, I think it's fine to talk about those things at, uh, in quiet rooms and discussions about tax policy and, uh, and the like, but, uh, but the president has made this part of his campaign rally. Everywhere we, we go, or he goes, we hear him talking about millionaires and billionaires and executives and Wall Street. And it's a very envy-oriented, attack-oriented approach, and I think it'll fail. So, according to candidate Romney, all of this hugger-mugger, two-thirds of Americans upset, riled up about class warfare, inequality of income is just fueled by envy. 
there's no substance to their uh, remarks. They're just envious of that 1% who have all the money and all the fun. Another thing he says there is that, you know, it's the president who's promoting all this class warfare. We're one nation under God. Excuse me. Just being under God is enough. It doesn't matter what one part of the nation is experiencing or another part of the nation is experiencing. Just one nation under God is good enough for Mitt. And finally, when Matt Lauer asks him, well, shouldn't these discussions go forward? And Mitt, you know, who is a wacky? He really is. He says the strangest things. He said, well, discussions like that should take place in quiet rooms where people talk about tax policy. So maybe Operation Wall Street's got it all wrong. Instead of Zuccotti Park and downtown L.A. and Portland, they should be finding quiet rooms in which to do their work. <laughs> I tell you, this man am totally out to lunch. Well, Mitt has other problems. In fact, the Republican Party has other problems because Newt Gingrich and the casino owner that's bankrolling him has come out with this devastating half-hour film when Mitt Romney comes to town. Now, some people are saying, well, it's come out so early, it's going to lose all of its effect. Well, the Democrats are gloating nonetheless. One of them said, I would have preferred to wait, yes, to keep the bottle of whoop-ass fresher. Right. At the same time, and this is important to note, having the Republicans eat their own actually makes the Bain story more potent than we could ever because it instantly validates it as a line of attack and falls on independent ears as a matter of legitimate debate, not as a partisan line of attack. Let me play you just a little bit from the beginning of this half-hour film, which is really worth watching, and you'll get an idea of its potential impact. I cried a lot. It was tough getting through. People grew up in this area and then they had to leave this area to find another employment. That was a struggle and that hurt so bad to leave my home. That was our way of life because I've been there since I was 18 years old. It, it happened so quickly. Going in and Ampad buying us and the factories closed. The guy that was in charge of the Ampad Corporation at that time was Mitt Romney. And then we have this company that comes in and destroys everything that we ever worked for. Well, that's just a tidbit. It's a whole half hour of that and more. And it stars real Americans. There's no doubt about the fact that these are the workers in these towns, small and large, who have been tossed out of work and had their lives ruined. And says the Democrats, when the real Bane attack comes, and I guess they've got some sort of real attack in mind, probably super duper turboed, it will be anything but old news to the voters it needs to reach. After all, it's hardcore Republicans who are paying the closest attention to the GOP campaign, and it's Bane moment right now, and they're not voting for President Obama anytime soon. Right. This is just roiling up the base. Quote, this isn't a primary attack in the first place. It's why we haven't put any resources behind Romney as a corporate buyout specialist at this stage. It's a general election issue for independent and swing voters in places like Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Indiana. You know, if Obama takes Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Indiana, he's got it. So this is what a senior Democrat 
said to the press. He said, we were shocked that his rivals went there, but nonetheless pleased because now the charges about his status as a corporate raider enjoy the luster of bipartisanship. Hi, this is Mitt Romney here to ask you folks in local area an important question. Are you sick and tired of trudging off to that same old factory every morning, making widgets or packing boxes or reading dials or pushing paper? Are you thoroughly disappointed with that steady weekly paycheck that just lets you get by raising a family, paying the bills, sending your kids to college and supporting your community? Well, we can feel your pain because we're the boys from Bain. We've come to local area to put an end to your nightmare of slaving 40 hours a week, 50 weeks a year, with nothing to show for it but a decent health plan, an adequate pension, and the satisfied feeling of living a modest, productive, and useful life. When you wake up tomorrow, it will be a brand new world. Thanks to the boys from Bain, the factory that's been exploiting you for 30 years will be shuttered and cold. All those pesky machines shipped off to sweatshops in China and all the company's hard-earned cash carefully siphoned into the pockets of bankruptcy lawyers, Wall Street speculators, and the friendly free marketers at Bain Capital. That's us with the cash stuffed into our suits and mouths. Look at the carefree, self-satisfied expressions on our shiny white faces. That can be you in just a short time because we've freed you to pursue the American dream. Reinvent yourself. Become the CEO of your own startup. Be reincarnated as the child of a multimillionaire auto executive. Abandon your family and join a cult. Sell pictures of yourself on the internet. Or join the other 25 million Americans enthusiastically coping with the unexpected opportunities of structural unemployment. We're the boys from Bain Capital vaguely regulated, over-leveraged, compassion-free poster child of vulture capitalism. I'm Mitt Romney, and I've never seen this ad. Mitt Romney, just one of the many evangelicals for American exceptionalism. While American exceptionalism may be in its waning days, because part of being exceptional here is that we can get all the cheap Chinese goods and gadgets we want, because labor's paid nothing over there. Well, you know what? It's changing. And the Chinese, it appears, are willing to go to any lengths to get some sort of a square deal inside those factories owned by everybody but them. Around 300 Chinese workers who manufacture Xbox consoles took to a factory roof and threatened bosses with math suicide over a dispute about pay. This is not an Xbox game. This is the real thing. We're not playing Chinese suicide on the roof. The workers were employed at the Foxcom Technology Park in Wuhan in Hubei province. Foxcom is an independent global manufacturing partner to companies including Apple, Microsoft, and Sony. Who might just take a look at what's going on inside the Foxcom factory. According to unverified reports emerging from anti-government Chinese news websites, about 300 workers took to the roof of the Taiwanese-owned factory on the 2nd of January to protest against their employers. The employers had asked bosses for a raise, but in response were told to either quit with compensation or keep their jobs at their usual salary. Nice choice. Most workers apparently decided to leave, but the company did not hand over the money as promised. According to the China Jasmine Revolution website, 
See, the Chinese are going to get it. They're going to get it in the chops from the internet, from the hackers. Hey, baby, the whole world is watching. Well, according to the Jasmine Revolution website, the workers were only dissuaded a day later when the mayor of Wuhan talked them out of committing suicide. Foxconn factories in China have been the scene of several suicides by workers in the past, including 14 in 2010 alone at the Shenzhen plant after complaints of low pay and poor conditions. Don't jump. It's going to be okay. We're going to be willing to pay a little bit more so that you can live decent lives. I promise you. And while we're abroad, here's a disturbing report from Afghanistan. A video has surfaced Wednesday morning that apparently shows U.S. soldiers urinating on corpses. A warning, the video could be disturbing. The video's description says the men are from Scout Sniper Team 4 with the 3rd Battalion, 2nd Marines from Camp Lejeune in North Carolina. Though there has been no official confirmation of that information. The audio quality is poor, but in the video, one man is heard saying, golden, like a shower. And another says, have a great day, buddy. Under the Geneva Conventions, the international treaty that lays out the rules of war, bodies of enemy soldiers must be honorably interred, if possible according to the rights of the religion to which they belonged. Perhaps this is not what it seems to be. Perhaps this is all an unfortunate mistake. The boys of Scout Sniper Team 4 misunderstood the cultural integration instruction they were given at Camp Lejeune and came over to Afghanistan with the idea that when you kill insurgents, before you bury them, you urinate on them as a means of sending them off with some sort of dignity to the next world. They were wrong. We're wrong to be there. And the only way we can avoid unfortunate incidents like this in the future is to get the hell out of Afghanistan. See you on Monday.